Friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. Uh, in today's episode, I am going to interview Pete Gregg. Now, I got to spend a little bit of time with Pete uh, on Skype uh, for this interview, and what I've decided to do is split it. Uh, into two shorter interviews of about 15 minutes. Uh, So this is part one, and then next week we'll have part two. Uh, Pete is the prayer guy, and you'll see that's what I describe him in the podcast. He is the kind of go-to guy at the moment on prayer, not because he's got all the answers, but because actually just the way he's quite poetic, so the way that he talks about prayer is just utterly beautiful. And friends, he's written a book called How to Pray, and I can't more highly recommend it, A Simple Guide to Normal People to Pray. He's written other books, you know, Dirty Glory, Red Moon Rising, everything that Pete has written is incredible, but there's one book he wrote called God on Mute uh, that just really blows me away. So friends, in this interview, uh, I'm going to talk with Pete, I'm going to talk about prayer, and uh, the first half this week, we're going to look at how to pray, and then the second half next week, we're going to talk about what happens when uh, God doesn't answer our prayers or there is suffering. So this is a two-part interview of the next couple of weeks. Friends, my name is Chris Rogers, and I'm really pleased that you're with us today on uh, to listen to this podcast. If you enjoy the episode, do like it, do share it, and uh, yeah, here we go. An interview with Pete Gregg on prayer. Pete Gregg, welcome to Making Disciples. Thank you so much for taking time uh, to be with us this afternoon. I'm going to jump straight in, Pete. I want to use every moment with you uh, as well as I can. First, can I ask, do you mind being called the prayer guy? Uh, No, I I guess I've been called worse. Because you're you're much more than just that one topic. But you you are the guy that when people talk about prayer, we will talk about the things that you have written about prayer. It's weird because I only got into this because I felt like I was bad at prayer. And if you stop and think about it for more than about a minute, you realize prayer is the key to everything in life. Uh, All the surveys say most people who don't even go to church believe in prayer. Uh, Any of us in the crisis are going to cry out to God. One day, all the stuff that you've got on your your resume will be totally irrelevant. There'll be you and God and not a lot else. And so we'd better learn how to talk to him. So we just realized we're bad at prayer and we thought we'd better, you know, try and learn how to do it. So it's a bit of a joke that 20 years on, the thing that I'm, you know, was started out feeling I was worst at is now what I'm known for. But that's okay. I, I, I'm passionate about prayer. It's great. Great. Um, so Jesus gets asked by his disciples, teachers to pray, and he gives us the Lord's Prayer, doesn't he? Can yeah. I just ask, I've heard you teach on prayer using the Lord's Prayer. How do you teach about prayer? How do you articulate prayer? If I was somebody who just didn't understand prayer what how would you describe it what would i mean it's simplest prayer is just talking to god but when you go a little bit further you realize it's communion it's a two-way conversation it's listening to god and talking to him we can talk in a minute about how do you listen to god without kissing your brains goodbye and going a bit nuts and then there's one other layer of prayer that's a bit deeper than just asking god for stuff and even a bit deeper than listening to god and i think that is what i'd call communion that's when you spend time with god and it's, it's beyond words. It's like an elderly couple walking down the street together and they're just OK to be together without talking. And so there's that kind of peaceful awareness of God's presence. And, and so I think, you know, but as simplest prayer is just asking God for help. 
Yeah, I love that. But it, it, simplest it is, but it, it, it's also yes buts. There's a lot of yes buts, isn't there? So that whole communion with God, how do we connect to have a relationship with God, yeah. is about what it's about as well. It's not just God, here's my shopping list. Um, so you were at uh, an event that I was at earlier in the year, Spring Harvest, and you were teaching on prayer, and you talked through a, a real simple way of praying, which I just thought was super helpful. Yeah. And we have talked about it on the Making Disciples podcast, but I love I'd love us to hear it from you because I, I probably really butchered it when I, when I tried to. Uh, I'm sure you did. It, um, it's, it's super simple. Walk us through, uh, okay. you know, this framework for prayer. Cause we, when I grew up, uh, we had, you know, the acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And I spent most of my time going, what do those words mean? I know it's terrible, isn't it? Can I you like, believe a word that no one's even used for a hundred years, supplication. We've been gathering our kids saying, this is how you talk to God. Well, I changed it's it to not, shopping not list. <laughs> so talk, talk us through this this model of prayer that you you've been using and you talk about it in the book how to pray um which is really helpful as well i do yeah no it's very simple it goes like this it's it's the letters p-r-a-y pause rejoice ask and yield so pause uh this is you know just spend a little bit of time being still being being kind of centered being present at the start of a time of prayer and that doesn't have to be too difficult might just be a minute but before you kind of rush in with all the stuff you want to ask god just spend a little bit of time yeah being quiet because life is just manic right there's dopamine hits and caffeine and stress Mm. and we're just not good very good at being present to ourselves let alone to god and the bible says be still and know that i am god so that's the first thing is is just sit quietly, walk slowly. Um, and, and in the book, I just give some tips on how to breathe, you know, well, how to relax. That will really, really help you. Someone once said that atheism is the religion of the busy. Mm. You know, it, it, there's something about slowing down that helps us become aware of God's presence. So that's P. Then R is rejoice. That's the bit in prayer where we just give God credit. We give thanks to him for who he is. And uh, we worship him. And that's not so much trying to butter God up at the start mm-hmm. of your prayer time. It's more just remembering he's real, he's present, and he's amazing. And that's truth. So if you kind of rush in with your Amazon wish list and kind of, you know, all your demands, you're just going to be praying out of like panic and fear and wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. But spend a bit of time realizing God is God. He's big, he's clever, he's immensely and immeasurably kind then you're going to ask from a place of love and hope Mm. and faith and not panic and fear and trying to manipulate this big machine in the sky to help you out you know so spend a bit of time rejoicing and you can do that in some really simple ways the easiest one honestly is either just listen to a worship song of spotify you know there's thousands out there for free um, and whatever your taste is, it could be like classical music, it could be, you know, hip hop, whatever you're into. And then read a psalm. Like, I find it incredible, Chris, that we've got, this is like Indiana Jones stuff. We've got this 3,000 year old worship book written, much of it by King David himself, memorized by Jesus. And if we're honest, half of us don't even bother opening it. You know, yeah. So just read a psalm. And some people say, well, I don't like some bits of the psalms. But I actually think those are the bits often we need the most, because those are the bits that show us that faith is bigger than just our own little worldview. If they're a bit disruptive and unsettling, I think that's not a bad thing. 
So count your blessings, you know, rejoice, give thanks to God. Then A is the bit we're all really good at, asking God for stuff. It's, you know, help. Um, And there's there's two kinds of asking. There's asking for your own needs, that the religious language there is petition. And then there's asking for other people's needs, and the religious language there is intercession. And so, you know, Jesus says, ask anything in my name, it'll be done for you. Uh, You know, he says it's the Father's great pleasure, you know, to, to, to answer your prayers. So ask God for stuff. And, you know, I think it's okay to ask him for our wants as well as our needs, but don't lose your faith if he doesn't, you know, give you a new car or whatever every time you ask. Just, just be real with God about your needs, but also pray for our world because let's be honest, it's in a mess. It might be something you see, you know, on the internet, but it might also just be your next door neighbor who's in a spot of bother. Spend a bit of time asking, asking God because um, he does do miracles. Mm. Um, and, and then the final one is is yield, and and if if that sounds a bit confusing, just swap it for an easier word, which is yes. It's just that's the bit you say yes to God. You say, do you know what? You're God, and I'm not. You're in charge, and I'm not. Yeah. So have your way. What what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? I'll do it because you're God. And um, that might be the bit we say sorry for some stuff. Maybe we we listen to His Word a bit in the Bible. And so we, we yield to him. So it's really simple. And you can do this, Chris, in about five minutes, yeah. uh, just walking around the block before bed or whatever, or in the loo. Uh, or, you know, you could actually take a whole day just walking yeah. through that pause, rejoice, ask, yield. So it's not the only way to pray, but no. I find it helpful. I use it in my own <clears> prayer time. I think when I heard you talk about this at, at Spring Harvest, the bit that really stood out for me the most was the yield. Mm. I, I, I end up using yes. Um, cause I'm a bear of little brain really, but the yes was the most important. My take, my takeaway, there's a lot I could ask for. Yeah. And in that I almost start behaving as if I am God. This is what I want you to yeah. do as my servant divine yes. being. But when you start saying, do you know what? All of that, what I've just asked for is in the context of me believing, you know, best. Yeah. I, I leave it with you knowing it's in a safe place. And I found that really yeah. liberating. Yeah. To, to end with a, but you know best. Yeah. And I think really the last seven, eight months since then, that has really become a part of my, and you think, why did I not know this beforehand? But it is meant that I dare ask for bigger things than I probably would before. Because it's forced me to start to recognize, look, I can go for the immeasurably more prayers and, and I can then be content with the knowledge that he is in control and he will do what he knows is right. Yes. Therefore, I don't need to try and pray the right prayer. I can just pray what I feel is on my heart and it liberates me. And I think that for me has been the most encouraging growth in my prayer life in the last eight, six, seven, eight months, whatever it is. That's beautiful. Easter. I'm so glad. Yeah. Chris. You just think, well, surely you you've been a church leader now for 20 years. What, but actually, for me, it was so simple, but so liberating. Yeah. Having that ending. And, and isn't that what our men is anyway? You know, kind of. Yeah, yeah. We trust. and I think I think the way I sometimes put it is, you know, we tend to assume that prayer is trying to got, get God to say amen to something we want or something we yeah. need. Yeah, and you know, like, what's all the techniques I can use, the Bible verses I can quote, fasting, whatever it is, to make God say amen. And I think that's exactly wrong. I think prayer is us saying amen to what God wants, which means we've got to work out what He wants. We've got to listen to Him. Yeah. 
But um, and, and that's why I think Jesus says, "Ask anything in my name." That's that's like under my brand, it, you know, in line with my character and my desire. He says, "Ask anything in my name; it'll be done for you." So miracles are guaranteed when we work out what does God want, and then we persistently say yes to it. So does that make sense? So I think the, the yes thing is really powerful. The, the the biggest bit of feedback I've had actually on the PRAY thing isn't the the why, Chris, the yield. It's it's the pause. Yeah. Um, all around the world, people are writing to me, coming up to me, saying, "I find it so difficult." Yeah. To be still, I feel fragmented. I feel scattered, and um, thank you for ha- giving me some practical tools. Just how to stop, you know, how to be in one one moment of time. So um, it, it is simple. I, I've been joking. I've been saying it's taken twenty years for me to write something simple. Yeah. Um, but hopefully the, the book is, is is pretty accessible. In fact, some people are giving it out to, to non-Christians. And in, in America, the guy's bought 50 to give out to sex workers in his city. So there's, there's you know, it's, it's interesting how it's being used. Yeah, that's good. Can I push against, or not push against, but question one of them. So you got P-R-A, the ask. So yeah. there, there are two people, two groups of people I think of. One who I almost need to say, guys, all your prayer is asking. Like back up a bit, do some yeah. rejoicing, do, do some of the thanking. Yeah. But then there's this other group, and I've met quite a few of them recently, who say, I get prayer, but I just don't believe, or I, I can't ask. I don't feel I deserve to ask for anything. Or, or the other thing they say is, uh, God has given me salvation, he's given me everything I need. I don't feel like I can ask for more, or I don't feel like yeah. I, I'm able to ask for more. And, and and actually both are distortions uh, of, of our right position. Uh, you know, we get to ask because we're adopted kids and yeah. the Father loves us and he loves giving you gifts. But for those that struggle to ask, what would you say to that? What would you want to speak in? That well, you know, I mean, again, after 20 years leading a prayer movement, I've come to the conclusion that most people's biggest problem with prayer is God. They just don't really understand what God's like. Mm. I think when you start to understand how loving and kind and present he is, that, yeah. that Jesus wasn't giving us religious language when he said, call God our Father in heaven. He was actually scrabbling around going, where can I find human analogies to help you understand what God is like? He, he looked at, you know, a dad with a child and said, that's it. And so just like with my kids, mm-hmm. there's a lot of problems in the world, but I'll still buy them a chocolate bar. You know, you've got to allow God to bless you. And so, you know, I think there's an extension of what you said. Some people say to me, oh, I believe that the miracle in prayer is I become the answer to prayer. Mm. I don't believe that God does miracles out there. And I just think that's not biblical, Chris. And, and it's also not philosophically very coherent. So biblically, the Bible is full of miracles. God breaking in, doing things supernaturally. And um, it's impossible, I think, to be a follower of Jesus, who was a miracle worker and not believe that God does miracles and answer to prayer. Um, the second thing is, uh, it's also not consistent um, experientially. I I. I yet to meet a group of Christians where there isn't at least one person in every single room who's experienced a miracle. Mm. These are not rare. Einstein said there are only two ways to live as if everything's a miracle, as if nothing's a miracle. 
Um, and that leads me to the third thing, which is philosophically, it doesn't make sense. What could be more mirac miraculous or supernatural than just waking up in a human body on this rock spinning out of control in space and drinking a cup of coffee? Mm. I mean, life is so defies logic um, that it seems very peculiar to say, but there's this funny little group of things that we think that God can't do or mustn't do or shouldn't do. Yeah. So I would encourage people to ask, but, you know, if you only ever pray about big, gnarly world problems that seem serious enough and onerous enough to merit divine intervention, you'll only very occasionally be, live with any form of gratitude and you'll see very few miracles. But if you learn to pray about ordinary things, day-to-day -day things, like um, give us this day our daily bread yeah. and, and the, you know, the supermarket's full of the stuff, then you get to give thanks to God for you know, a parking space outside Tesco's on a wet November mm. day or a loaf of bread in the supermarkets. So you, you get to live with greater gratitude. So you start, it's like you become sensitized to the fact that your life is full of miracles. Yeah. Some of them cannot be explained by science and many of them can, but God is in all of it. Yeah. I agree with what you just, there's something you just said about, um, we don't have a prayer problem. You know, the question, teach me to pray actually isn't, I don't think is the problem. The prayer, you know, we don't understand our father. We have a yeah. bad uh, understanding of God yeah. I think we've also got a bad understanding of who we are we have an identity issue and we yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. who our dad is I think they're the two problems if we understood who we are and we understand who he is then I think prayer starts to click into place well there's a third one Chris on, yeah and this is really, really important so firstly I've talked really about you've got to understand the will of God which yeah. is to bless and uh, secondly you're absolutely right we have to understand that unbelievably terrifying and wonderful power of the human free will but stop and think we all know it's true i can give my entire life for the rest of my life to one woman by saying yes i can go out and kill someone and i do not believe god will necessarily stop that bullet leaving the gun i can go out and save someone's life our, our choices are so powerful and so prayer is applying the understanding of the power of the human free will to our relationship with God, whereby we say yes to God's will. We create a landing pad for it. But the third one is this. There is there is a major disruptor. If it was just about what God wants and then us saying yes to it, we'd be seeing miracles all the time. It's also there is, I believe, an enemy, an evil power at work, uh, manifest evil, Satan, whatever you want to call him, in our world, who is actively opposing the will of God. And therefore, when we're praying, it isn't just, a, 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 as it were, a, a, a dialogue between God's will and our will. There is also the interference of satanic opposition. And that's why we, we have to have some cosmology. We have to think about um, the, the supernatural when we, when, when we pray. And this may sound a little bit like, x-men and, and 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 whatever but firstly step outside of the western world mm. and you will find everyone believes this stuff it's not normal not to secondly i mean i just literally yesterday heard from someone who's got a massively senior job in london like about as senior as you can be who isn't a believer in jesus yet they said would you pray for me because someone that i had to sack has placed a voodoo curse on me um, so i think you'd be very surprised yeah. by how open very very clever people are out there to this stuff and then i think um you know as well 
think about it. When a woman is raped or a child is trafficked or, or a child dies of cancer, that it can't be the will of a good God. So something else is going on here. And anyone who's, you know, been in any kind of environment, of, I mean, to go to one of the Holocaust museums, you see manifest evil, you feel it. It's very hard to say, oh, well, it's just people are a bit nasty sometimes. So I want to say that prayer is the interface between God's will, human will, and an interfering enemy mm -hmm. agenda as well. And, and it's about the relationship between those three. Is yeah. that too spooky, Chris? Not at all. Loving it. <laughs> Loving it. Thank you so much for that. I think um, one of the things I'm always, I always start when we talk about this stuff by saying, look, I'm, I am normal and I'm just a normal person, but I do believe there's a supernatural battle going on. And, and I often feel like when we talk about that stuff, I have to, I have to start by saying, look, what I'm about to say may sound incredibly odd, but it really isn't, trust me. And what's really interesting in East London, Pete, is um, I'm surrounded by people who believe in the supernatural. Not yeah, only Muslims, I, but actually... Almost everyone does. Do you know, we must understand that there is a difference between what our mainstream media, the BBC and all the rest of it, the Fleet Street elite think is true and project to us and what you and I and the people listening to this podcast know from one, our own experience mm. of evil to yeah. talking to friends. Yeah. And like the, the YouGov poll that just recently came out revealed atheism in the UK is declining at a rate of two to 3% and has been for the last three years right. while church attendance is increasing. Now the media is portraying that sort of everyone who's thoughtful today is an atheist. It is actually declining fast so most people and it's and in london it's growing work the church is growing well ahead of population uh, which means that uh, every year that passes there is a higher percentage of people who are christians now that's before we talk about other faiths and people who are into forms of spiritism and all the rest of it so i don't think this stuff is weird no. and i actually think five years ago ten years ago there's this need to sort of justify yourself i don't think there is anymore i think most people actually believe in this stuff unless they believe in nothing and then i think wow that takes a lot of faith to believe there's no purpose to life there's no spiritual reality there isn't any god everything's a fluke that's another conversation yeah. Love it. that's where we're going to pause that interview uh, for this week that's part one of, of two parts of this interview uh, and uh, you know the take home from today I'd uh, I'd love you to just remember the P-R-A-Y pause, rejoice, ask and yield or yes it's just a beautiful way of structuring your prayers particularly around this idea of saying yes at the end that really has blown me away recently you'd be able to say God these are all things I'm asking but you know best I trust you uh, it's all in your hands so I'd uh, love to encourage you uh, in that. And like, just at the end, we were talking about really what you would describe as spiritual warfare or an awareness of the bigger uh, battle that's going on in prayer. And if any of that has bothered you, uh, I'm aware that for some that may bother. You talk it through with somebody. Uh, say to them, I was listening to this podcast. Some interesting things were said. Um, yeah, do talk it through. But to, to encourage you that the name of Jesus has power. Uh, when we use the name Jesus, we're told that demons flee. Uh, the name of Jesus is powerful and we have nothing to worry about when it comes to uh, that spiritual battle. When we believe the name of Jesus is the powerful 
are the most uh, you know, it's the powerful weapon over anything else. So I encourage you when you're praying, if you're praying for something, you just feel that actually the thing you're praying against it's got something dark about it, then do pray in the name of Jesus because there's authority in that name. Friends, we're going to hit it pause there for this week and we're going to come back for part two of the interview with Pete Gregg. I hope you found that interesting. And until next time, grace and peace. Peace.